for the podcast. So uh, thank you, um, and Solo, that was beautiful. Um, I don't know, for those maybe who didn't see the title, it's just uh, love is the greatest gift. I don't know, why do we love one another? So the biggest question here for me would always be why. Why love? So I thought, I thought tonight that we could start by maybe ask the question before we continue into the teaching. But if you have to think about the word love, why would you think love would be the greatest gift? That's a quick, quick moment there. <laughs> things, 
will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly as in a cloudy mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Thank you. So just to give a quick background about why Paul writes Corinthians, is he's actually somewhere in the Ephesians, with the Ephesians relaxing Ephesus. And then relaxing of them and the years that they are struggling with jealousy, immoral behavior, and uh, what is the other and, and rivalry, really. So for a moment, you, you hear a community that you love, that you have met, that you've helped grow, and you start to hear that they are struggling with these things, and you feel the urge to encourage, to write to them. Uh, in a way so that they should understand it. So 1 Corinthians is most probably the most pastoral book of Paul's time. With the most kindness and guidance that he could give a community out of a form of love. So actually if you need a lot of advice or you don't know where to start with anything, just start reading 1 Corinthians and start feeding Paul's rhythm. But for a moment, just like Take note for why he's writing this book. Not for every second wedding. He's writing it to a community that is struggling. Not getting married. He's writing it to a community that he does not want to lose the beauty of love. A lot of, a lot of other things which is great and beautiful, but he, he comes back to the greatest of them is love. Uh, and which is so fantastic about this uh, book, because it's written by Paul, but um, with his, uh, his friend, they call him Shoshfenes, our brother, which his name actually means safe in strength. Uh, um, and names name sometimes uh, are important, like my wife, when we needed to name our baby, we wanted to name her Leah. And she read up, it means look tired. She doesn't want to call our baby tired. And I was like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me, but she said it matters. So we went on and just called it uh, Leon May. And there is no definition for that name. So I said, perfect, she can create a definition. That's what I'm trying to tell you all the time, but it's okay. And, and um, just a side note as well to, to help the story, like um, we usually connect love to different things uh, and, and what I'm doing is I'm following this church on Instagram and on their Facebook and everything like that it's called Triple X Church which is a crazy weird bunch of people due to the fact that they they started off you can just imagine with how much criticism right <laughs> Triple X Church it's not the Diesel's Church <laughs> Um, um, they were actually people caught up in the porn industry. 
And they, they started realizing that there's a big need for people in the porn industry to get, um, I'm going to say, um, free from this. And they don't know why. And they started printing, well, they started taking Bibles and they printed the cover in this pink, weird, Elvis-looking guy. And, and they'll say, Triple X Church, Jesus loves porn stars. <laughs> and they, well, they will go like to the sexpo and stuff like that and they'll put the Bibles down there and in a way they will start conversations with people. And it is crazy the stories of how many people they have freed from that way of life. But what makes it such a crazy thing is, is that they go right into that community. It's like when I usually, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, usually at, uh, I think it's got to be a state or wherever they'll have sex for, you know, in October or whenever the dates. And I was like, just this, that's one place I will never go to. That's, that's usually firstly my first, and I, I, I don't go in any way. If it was like, Jesus tells me to go there, I was like, yeah, I'll send him an email, you know. <laughs> 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 you know, it's in our back and go. And, uh, and then, so that's why they call themselves actually the Triple X Church. Uh, do yourself a favor and go for it. And they actually have this fantastic program on their site, which uh, I helped a few buddies on in high school with, where you register yourself if you struggle like with something like pornography. Then you register yourself and like four friends, and then for some weird way that program connects you to your internet, and if you go onto the wrong site, it will alert your friends immediately. And then they will help you stop. Crazy, <laughs> hey? What's it get? Mama's a laptop news, doesn't matter. You'll be the same. But that's the focus of their way of life reaching people that won't be reached at all. And, and you can imagine Paul's heart towards this community, which he loves, and they are struggling with things, so he's writing to them anyway, to them, and he wrote another letter for them. But they are struggling with this. And, and then I made this side like joke with my wife uh, this week. Uh, one of the Instagram feeds were that sex is not about taking, it's about giving. And then I like to think, you know, that's why I have such a certain thought. It was such a big, big joke in the week. But um, the thing is, that seems that they would say, you know, triple X chips, that's what they would pronounce. And if you read those things, suddenly, you know, you will be like a little bit provoked about what are they trying to do. But if you know the community that they are serving or writing to, you would know that it makes sense. And, and it's the same here. Paul knows these people and he loves them. And he is so afraid that they will lose their way in life. And, and, and the great thing about this is if you, if you, um, if you read the book, uh, when Paul talks about love, we all know the Greek, which we have Hania, which knows Greek very well. Uh, is that you get three Greek words for love, right? I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but there's actually three words for the word love in Greek. Uh, which is the one is agape, uh, which refers to uh, like the highest form of love. So that's, that's a love that God loves us and we love Him. Uh, it's, a, it's a different way of talking about love, right? It's like, just for a moment, when you tell God you love Him, what do you mean? It's that form of love. And then you get another one which is uh, called uh, philia, right, Dan? 
Philea. Philea, you see? Uh, which is friendship brotherhood. Uh, and that's more, that's, more, that's more the kind of love when you like a girl and you want to take it to the next step, telling her you like her and then she tells you, I just want to be friends. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a filet, I'm probably See, but that spoils our love, because I'm your filet. Yeah, it's I don't a, want to be your... It's okay, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, well, you just stick to being friends, all right? <laughs> that's, uh, and then you get Eros, uh, which is a, a, an affection of a more sexual nature of love. So, which is important to understand about this is because we need to know what love Paul is talking about here. And, and the one that he's talking about here is agape. He's talking about that higher form of love. The way, uh, th this is just the way how it makes sense for me. The way you would tell God you love him. Which is a very important question you need to just for a moment think about because maybe when was the last time that you thought about God in that way or said it in that way or understood it in that way and one of the beautiful things about this is that um, uh, Thomas Aquinas said that the, the let me just say it. yeah said that this is the highest form of charity what unites us with God and others just for a moment, I know we all know charity. We all know that we all think that it's giving away a jacket, or it's giving away a dubrogi, or giving something just away, you know, to a charity or something. But what it means here, and he's trying to explain to us that it's giving something away of yourself, of who you are in your relationship towards God. So, which is such, such a great thing uh, about this quote from, from Thomas, is that uh, it, it, it proclaims that it unites us. So for a moment in all the relationships you are, uh, even if it's a, a parent or a girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever, a friend or whatever, just for a moment think about the unity between you. There's nothing broken, there's nothing um, wrong with your relationship because there's a form of a charity that unites us. And this for me, just like a side note, like a philosophical weird note is charity today doesn't unite anybody. So is that a charity at all then? My thought is I guess not. So, if you want to be part of a charity again, and you're not willing to unite with it, maybe you are going towards Philea. I just want to be friends, I don't want to be, you know, more than friends. So, and, and that's what Paul is trying to do. It's not like God can be your charity, but He gives you and you continue. It is a form of unity. And, and what, Paul, what Paul is writing this for, for, for this community is he's telling them if you are going in this direction, you are going to lose your unity. With God and with one another. Because it's bringing the it's dividing the beauty of what God has brought and given you, which is love. If you think about 1 John, 
I think it's, it's somewhere in one job, 14 or 19, what's it? 7, 19, and you can help me. I'm not good if I need to animate in this situation. Just you can quote the text. <laughs> uh, where it says, we know love because God loved us first. And Paul understands this. He understands the beauty of this love and our God in knowing that there is unity in us. So, and one of the things also is like, uh, just a, um, a moment to think about, there's a lot of speculation about why Paul himself is not writing this letter alone, but writing it with uh, his brother, uh, well, a brother, Solephos, so, no, Sosfenes, so uh, and which is side note, part of those 70, 75 disciples which Jesus maybe sent out the first time, his name comes up there as well. It's like written in there. If it was part of it or not, we don't know, but he, he maybe saw Jesus as well. Um, it's because maybe he couldn't write to them due to his own personal circumstances. So we know Paul many times were in jail, or maybe eaten, uh, and, and why the speculation or or theory is so important is that you need to know that Paul isn't writing out of a place always of comfort, of easy life. And he's writing this to tell them, don't lose your agape. So for a moment, just in your own personal life, when things, goes, things go rough, you, like a little bit, you, you lose your unity, right? That's, that it's human. Lose your unity in a moment uh, of weakness, uh, and it, and it breaks the charity between you and someone else. And uh, thank you, Jesus, for the grace to fix those things. But Paul is saying is they're going down that road, and I need to stop and turn around and come back to the beauty of this love that unites them. And uh, a perfect example for for that is. Um, it's our country at this moment, uh, which we had uh, Black Monday, uh, and we had, um, I think, like EFA Thursday, <laughs> uh, and we had news this whole week proclaiming that we need to unite, proclaiming that we need to protect ourselves more, proclaiming that uh, we are on a brink of. Uh, a civil war, the more extreme ones, uh, and it's run by fear, but they're running fear and unity next to one another. And then you have to ask yourself, can you be part of this or not? And if you are, what are you doing in it? It's a misguided truth in many ways because the feelings that come up in you is jealousy, or hatred, or confusing, and then you start to come into a space, a space where you need to make choices about what is wrong and safe for me, myself. And even maybe you've gone as far as saying for my people, like if you are the president of somebody. You know, that's just a philosophical way of how social media is like polluting uh, these stories. And, and then you have to say no. But I cannot be part of the way they are living their lives. Which is so great about the um, uh, 
I think it's the ESV translation of, of this piece. Is it says it's the way of love. And we as Christians today are going to be faced with the challenge of unity. And that unity is going to lead us to are we willing to be loving in a agape way? Where I say I know God, I love God, and that leads towards loving others for who they are. I'm not going to fix them and then love them. I'm going to love them for who they are. And all these names that I've mentioned now, they will be more to it. So hopefully, you know, it's it doesn't say that you're gonna have a safe ending. <laughs> but it says that you if you know God, you would know what is right in your heart. So I have a small little book business with another lady. Uh, and I've trained a driver, uh, which his name is called Free Masilela. Uh, and uh, it's one of those guys that you meet that he has more manners than you. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've met those people in your life. It's like, hello, my name is Nicholas, and then they greet you, and you're like, well, listen, I am not married to your sister. You know, uh, you don't need to be so respectful towards me. Like, it's just that they, they feel you, like, make you a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, and yesterday he, he sent me a text message just telling me, uh, Good morning, sir. Um, I would need to talk to you in person tomorrow, which is today. Um, is it fine if I can come through? Uh, and then the first thing I was like, oh, hell. And you know, now we can't be the driver anymore or anything like this. this is, but uh, then he came and he spoke to me. But which is fantastic about this is he could have just told me over an SMS or a WhatsApp or a phone call or even a please call me. <laughs> <laughs> what his problem was. But he made the choice to tell me face to face. Which is something about agape, about unity, about true charity. And he just told me that they are struggling financially. And he needs to support his mom and his dad as well. And uh, the milk business is very small, so it's just three days work a week, and it's not enough. And he just poured out his heart. And just said, this is his situation. And you know what was so great? I just said, Godfrey, let's make a plan to help you in your situation. Because I'm willing to help you in any way I can, if God allows it. Uh, and I, I will support you in any way I can. And then he told me, because he, he spoke to his sister now as well, he really, really wants to be a driver. Uh, and he's got his license and everything like that. And now his sister is presenting to him a job at Vodacom. Uh, and uh, where he can make a little bit more money. And I said to him, well, Godfrey, you can take that opportunity or you can choose a different way, which is a little bit less money or work, but it can mean much more for you in the future.
because let's say you continue working for the next six weeks or six months, you continue working with me and we build up a reserve and you come fantastically right with the deliveries and the system and driving a vehicle. Uh, and then we write you up a CV and then we go back to the Vodacom and we tell them you want to work for them but you want to do the deliveries. And I told him that this is a small beginning but it's a big stepping stone maybe for you to start off. Because I promise you, you told me you could drive and you definitely could not drive. <laughs> and uh, he, he knew it, but it was the risk that he needed to take to become part of this. How many times in an interview have you said, Oh no, I know Excel and then, <laughs> you know, I know Word, I know PowerPoint and then they tell you, okay, do this presentation. Yeah, you get me. And then you go home and you Google the YouTube video, how to make a great Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> and then, um, and then I told him, let me help you in the way I can forward. And we came to a conclusion, he's going to start off helping me more. Uh, and I was like, I was like, what is your commitment towards your family? And he said, no, groceries. That's part of his commitment towards his family. I said, how much does your groceries cost you to send to your mom and your dad? Um, yeah, and they are also working. And he said, no, just over 400 grand. I said, okay, is that for a week? He said, no. And I said, you know what, we'll treat her. So we worked out a plan. I told her. The beauty of the story is because of your honesty is bring me your grocery list. And I will help you with that. And he couldn't believe that I was willing to do that. And I said, okay, great. And we have a small site as well. I told him. I've got a lot of cutting that needs to happen this week, so you can pull in and you can help and we can give you more pay. But this will help you to stay paying your rent a month, which is water and electricity included, 600 a day. And, and then I said, and then we can start helping you cover these expenses so that you can grow in the profession you want to grow in. And it becomes a stepping stone towards something bigger. Now, this is what Paul means with Agape and charity unity. If you ever read the word charity again, you always have to read the charity unity. Otherwise, it doesn't really matter. Because you're going to lose the beauty of Agape. So, why this is so important towards the relationship in this community, in this church, of, of, of Corinthians and in, in our community as third place is that we need to know that if we are willing to take care of one another we are building unity towards our relationships and other relationships it can never be a quick fix or a selfish act of righteousness I know Gert came to visit us and I told them the stories I've told many times to many people, uh, not even before they get married. <laughs> but as I'm sitting here, when Jen and myself we dated, uh, I was the perfect boyfriend. I did to name myself. <laughs> I was amazing. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, and then we got married. 
Uh, and it really didn't take long. Our first flight was on our honeymoon, and the second one was on my first bicycle outing on a weekend. And then I, I started thinking about why we have these two big flights. Um, and I woke up the one morning and, and I told her, you know, I need to apologize. I'm not apologizing for going cycling. <laughs> and I'm uh, definitely not apologizing for what I made on our honeymoon towards, uh, the, you know, how we are doing everything in the future. So I want to apologize because I've realized that I am a selfish person. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I need to stop waking up in the mornings realizing that I did not drop you off at your parents' house. <laughs> but we came home together. And I need to start asking you, what is your plans for the week and the weekend? And how do I fit in to your life? And, and the great thing about this is, is this is a, like a theoretical reality is that you will realize in life, in marriage, relationships or anything, that there is no such thing as a perfect person or the perfect one for you. But there is a choice that you can make to become the perfect person for someone else. Now, here is the key word, the choice. Paul gives us a fantastic explanation of our God there. And he never, never once used the word feel. It's not about how you feel. It is the choice in front of you that you need to make. So if you're going to pray, God, let's do this agape thing. Let me feel it. <laughs> Let me feel it. It's, you're probably going to get it. A mouth full of silence <laughs> and emptiness uh -huh. with like this red neon signage if you close your eyes saying just make the choice yeah. <laughs> and then you can understand how jealousy will fail how immoral sexuality as Paul writes here would stop and how rivalry between people groups will end if we stop making it a feeling and stop making it a choice and a world that we are living towards. So in this week, we do a training naked, which is not a triple X church thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so just for the new people, training naked actually comes from, from Timothy, uh, where he writes that you need to practice your faith as if you're in a gymnasium. And, uh, Around the Triple X church started way back in Greek, yes. where they when they had the athletics or gymnastics or whatever they call it, and that's I'm not doing Colosseum in Rome. Uh, they would do sports, but they would do it naked because it's not like they went and bought an Ike shirt and I did a shirt. They uh, they they had in that time, you know. It's just not so fun to do long jumping in Bukitia, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it starts itching. So so just that's just a silly sign, eh? But uh, and so training naked is saying that we are putting our spirituality, our humanness, out there imperfectly, but willingly to make the choice. So if you make a mistake, you make it. But you are human enough and you are God enough to say sorry and to grow out of it.
So that's what drone enabler means. So when you do anything in this week, you will do it with a mindset of charity unity. Or you can say unity charity, but charity unity. Every choice, everything you do this week, a normal, like a normal coffee for someone or anything, you will do it out of a agape life. I'm doing this for you, for unity, for the love of God and us. So as Rob always say, may you experience multiple opportunities of choices which you need to make this week about agape unity and may you fail <laughs> and succeed and continue following that rhythm. I'm going to pray for us, then there's some more juice, coffee and do the eggs, which I love. <laughs> I do love. Yes, that was me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can just sit here for a moment and reflect about the beauty of love. That we need to understand, Lord, that in every situation, in every part, being of our day, of our lives, we need to choose to love you and love others. We thank you for the grace that you pour out of, over our lives because we do make mistakes. But we pray that we will grow out of them and not fall into jealousy and ambition of a kind that leads us astray from your love and other people. I pray that we will have the faith, the patience, the grace as Paul had when he was martyred, wrongly convicted, because he was just trying to have a charity unity towards those fiddling surrounding. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>